Welcome back to From the Podcast Studio Glasgow. I'm Mark and uh, this is a podcast that's recorded here in the Podcast Studio Glasgow. It's a podcast studio that you can rent to record your podcast and what we try and do is, and it's been ages since we've done it, is release our own podcast with folk that we think might be quite interesting and have them along for a wee chat. So today I'm joined by someone who's been on before, someone else who's been on before but our, our episode hasn't been released yet and we'll kind of talk about the reasons why. So just want to introduce yourselves. Yeah, I'm Joe Murphy. And I'm Megan Murphy. So same last names, any relation? Uh, yeah. We get married. Your wife, me. Yeah, we did I. <laughs> um, last August? 14th of August yeah, 2021 Jeez, it put me in the spot there Last, so 2021 so that was, that was in the last August aye. well that'll be two years aye, there you go. Two years. Wow, I know I don't know <laughs> so last time you were in Joe we were talking mm. about all things sort of health fitness your yep. transition from being a school teacher yep. stable you know salary mm-hmm. perks benefits future pension yeah. and then bouncing that and getting into the fitness world yeah. and uh, what were you doing before you went into the the job that we're going to come to talk about. You did talk about it in the episode you recorded with you, but... Yeah, I had a marketing agency. Um, so I had a marketing business. It was freelance work, and then I kind of pivot into agency style and then picked up trading on the side, which kind of then took over. Um, and then we've also got the gym as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I no longer do the marketing stuff, but I have got the gym. <laughs> Joe, full-time job in himself. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, the trading as well. Cool. So I noticed on um, your Instagram, Joe, that you weren't in the gym that I'd seen you being in before. So yeah. what was the story with that? Yeah, so it was it was something that was uh, in the back burner for quite some time, wasn't it? We'd maybe mm-hmm. been looking at setting up our own place maybe since about 2015. So very early in our relationship, Megan and I seen each other, we'd had this great dream of opening a gym in a facility someplace. So before you buy a house together, it's yes, like, let's I open a gym together. <laughs> uh, we had went to, we'd been up to Shetland. Yeah. And our first thought was maybe opening a gym in Shetland. Simply because there wasn't an environment similar to the, the gym that we trained in. So like it just be council gyms up there, wouldn't yeah. it? So our first thought was maybe potentially moving to Shetland and opening a gym there. And that kind of got kiboshed <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, there's a few reasons we didn't do that. Just... Mm-hmm where it was, the change, you know, of living circumstances, yeah. family, you've got family down here, of your course. mum. And then also there's just other things back home as well that we just thought, it let's just, sit right. no, it just didn't sit so right. Remind you know, we just, just know. Yeah. Remind just me, because I've been to Shetland and Orkney. Shetland, is that the one that's the furthest away? Yeah, up north. Mate, that would have been, <laughs> that would have been a beautiful Much place. Really yeah, beautiful place but no no it's nothing it's a, against Shetland it's, it's absolutely stunning it's a, it's but just com- getting there and complete get... culture shock Aye. so I, I've been up a, a couple of times yeah um, both in the winter October and I went up for New Year once like stunning very remote very safe great to bring up kids and whatnot. but as a fully fledged city boy it's a complete culture shock yeah so as much as I've said and, and Megan will vouch for this as well even when I was in teaching I'd contemplated applying for headship jobs in Orkney and Megan was like, Joe, you've been to Shetland twice and you were going to stir crazy after a couple of days. Imagine living there and working there full time. So it was probably in our best interest not to open the gym uh, further north. So yeah, we're, we're in the position now where we open our own facility, uh, Rise Gym in East Kilbride, uh, which we opened in the 1st of September and has been, touch wood, um, 
a roaring success. So yeah, it was a long time coming. A lot of people think that it was almost like a knee-jerk reaction, but it was something that we'd been planning and stockpiling equipment, getting the, the right place in the right uh, area for quite some time. Interesting, and it's 100% independent. Yeah. So you're, it's not a part of a franchise chain and like that? No. Cool. No. So you surely had to get your marketing hat back on. I did, yeah, I did, certainly did. But it was actually nice to put it into something else that wasn't, I don't mean this, such. yeah, work as such. Right. Or for somebody else. Yeah, it was a project that was going to be ours and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And yeah, no, it was really good um, to be able to do that and put it into like a business that was going to be something for both of us. How do you do, how do you approach that then? You know, because obviously we, we, we market this place, but we're terrible at it because we're, we're so wrapped up in day to day stuff or working with clients. Um, so it always becomes a cobbler's bairns. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep yourself focused on marketing the new gym mm -hmm. when I know you'll have other stuff to do? I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming you'll have other, other stuff to do with running the business. I think we've day -day. done quite well there in splitting up, you know, who's in charge of what and who's kind of going to be responsible for what. And the marketing always fell on, well, it was always going to fall on my head as, as well. So like web website and, you know, Facebook ads and emails and getting all the software set up, um, membership systems and things like that. But I think just knowing what each other's responsible for helps. And then you're not constantly going back and forth or things get dropped. I think, I th I think yeah. over time as well and with your fitness business as well, helping yeah. is kind of, I've got certain things that I just like to take care of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Joe can take care of the more operational side of things as well. I'm very much like finances and marketing and Joe takes care of a lot of the the gym floor. Um, yeah, front such. facing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're quite good in the regard that we are very aware of our own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even, I suppose this is quite cathartic in itself talking about it because you, you're given that opportunity to your other half. But <laughs> um, you realise yourself, that's Megan's domain. There's no point in me even trying to enter into that right. because, you know, she'll be much more efficient, better than me, 100%. But then, as Megan rightly said, there'll be other elements that, that I'm better suited to, to then go and see mm -hmm. to. And we just kind of went in that regard, didn't we? Yeah. It was very it was very fast. The turnaround was very fast, without question. Much faster than we anticipated for. We were obviously just chatting before we went um, live here. I think we got the keys on the, the release on the 26th of July, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we had scheduled opening for first of September. Um, when you've got a gym, it's such a big outlay at the start. Yeah, it's huge. You can't afford to sit and mm. take a few months to open. You know, we were in there day and night. Yeah. So it's working all day, and it is. It would be like moving into a house or whatever. If you get what, what was it like though? What was it like? Describe what the the space was like before. Well, compared to what it is now. Yeah. So the space, the space prior to us moving in was a glass making and SIM card making factory. So it was very. So it's not even as if it was like no. slightly cross purpose. No. Um, so I had all these weird and wonderful pumps and pipes and everything all hanging off the, the roof. The space again, you've got to have a vision. You've got to have a viewer. Like mm -hmm. I think this will work. So we we posted a video like as a teaser almost on Instagram saying, "Here is us walking through what will be Rise Gym." That's when we announced it. Um, and I know a lot of people would have probably looked and went, "Good luck with that one." Aye. Um, but we had a vision of walk in, that would be the main gym floor, through into what would become the cardio functional area, then into like a lounge area with like 
soft drinks and water and grenade with protein bars and whatnot. And we were quite set in our ways, like that's what it's going to be. But then it's also the logistics of trying to find a joiner, a spark, who's there. Aye, that won't let you do down. Yeah. And you know what it's like, and without being slanderous towards tradespeople, like <laughs> you maybe have one or two people that you can really depend on and trust, but they may be on a job and you're saying, I mean, I've got six weeks, I need to get this done. So you're kind of at the mercy of whatever they want to charge, whenever they want to come and work. So we were like, listen, we'll be here whenever you need us here. So we would go to work. We were obviously still PT at the time on the floor. Megan has her other interests as well. I was still doing online coaching stuff at home. Every spare minute was spent up in that gym. Like, no exaggeration. Our house, our garage. My uncle um, is a car mechanic. His garage filled with equipment with a guy who was sourcing equi equipment for us down in Dumfries. So he basically goes and he's a contact that does repossessions in gyms. So I would just say, here's a list of stuff that we need. Can you source that for me? But can you keep it? And he would <laughs> keep it until such time it then come up. I'll, I'll be quite honest in this regard. I'm not handy. So when it comes to like building stuff, I was like, oh no, I'm totally out of my depth here. So you had to call in favours other mates. Show me how to do this. And you start to pick it up as you go or like anything. Um, but it was all consuming. It was, yeah. Wasn't it? But it was worth it. It, it is worth it. Yeah, it is worth it. Is worth it. Was there was there no point then? And be honest, I mean, we obviously don't need to be honest. You mm. don't want to be honest, but was there no point? But because I know what it's like starting a business mm. from scratch, mm. and you come in and you're all the stuff you've just described, not mm. to that scale. Mm -hmm. But I, I I get that. Was there no point where you're just like, I'm just going to go with a can of petrol and just torch this because I'm done. I think like we had been in. I touched on it in the last podcast as well. When you're in an environment and you're under somebody else's rule you know you, you're operating in their house you know it's not your own so you would maybe go and say like oh can we get that repaired or can we move change that bit of equipment out you're at the mercy of the, the owner of that place you don't have that freedom to go and choose what you want equally so our client base gm client base is very unique it's almost family based and a lot of people were like, oh, the gym doesn't open to that time or it closes at that time. It'd be good to get in at that. And I was like, there's a wee market there that could mm -hmm. open up, you know, that could bring people in. And we also knew, like, we spoke about this before as well, that gyms as a whole are not big money spinners. So it was never going to be about creating huge wealth for us. Like a case of saying, oh, this will be great. This will be a, a separate income and everything else. Because the outlay is humongous. You know, you're not just thinking about Painting, decoration, time, labour, all the equipment in itself is fortunes. Did you, just sorry to interrupt, did you buy or, or lease we bought equipment? It. Bought it. Aye. Um, is that not a punt though? Because it, it was hard because it was like, I just feel like we both had spoken about it for so long. It's yeah. when you go to that level, it's like this has to work and there's no other option. Yeah, there's no fallback. It's plan there A. Is no, mm. Yeah, it's plan A, that was it. Aye, so, so you lease stuff and then you go, well, we've leased it for 24 months. Yeah. It means after 24 months. So in the back of your head, you've got a wee clock ticking. Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't work, doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it's almost yeah. like a self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes, mm. maybe. We actually we actually flipped it on the opposite mindset because when we looked at the first unit, there was potential to scale up, wasn't there? Yeah. And we'd actually said, right, okay, if we take out this lease over five years, if the first year goes well, there's scope to then go back to the landlord to say, can we expand? Um, so we weren't thinking about 
mm. the negative ramifications yeah, yeah, you yeah. really think about yeah. make it work and be as, as good as you possibly can be there's also adrenaline going through you and the time of our quick, how quick the turnaround was mm. that we had to make that work as well and excitement I guess yeah I was really excited about it. Yeah. It's good doing it. That yeah. that's that positive energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's infectious, eh? Totally. We're we, very like that in everything we do, aren't we? Yeah. And we'll try, as much as possible we'll try and detach ourselves from any negative vibes. Because mm-hmm. they just they spread like you know, like a virus. Yeah. Um but when we actually sat down, we, do you remember doing this? I actually found the video the other day on the camera roll. Oh god. There's <laughs> the, the two of us sitting at the dining room table. Yeah, I remember that. And I'd obviously scoped out a couple of people to source equipment. So I'm sitting in my diary and I'm writing down all the money going out with no view of it coming back, right? Mm. At this point, we have no idea what our price point's going to be, what our operating hours are going to be, how we're going to man it, nothing, right? <laughs> so it's literally just like running on a whim, right? But you've got four squat racks and ah, yeah, you've got all this. Six treadmills. He's like a, a, a boy in a sweetie shop, I, I swear. I he's still like that. But it's, but it's sitting in the living room. <laughs> Right, and you're going, oh, this will be great, right? And I'm like, see that space, Megan? How many members do you think we could fit in that? Sp- mm. You don't know. Mm. You know, from, no. a, from a health and safety standpoint, you go, all right, you could maybe fit that. But really, from an experience standpoint, how many people can you get in there? Yeah. How much are we going to charge for memberships? Because then you've got to compare it directly with the commercial gyms, mm. the budget gyms, mm. compare it to the gym that we were in. Yeah. Well, what are we offering in comparison? So we had all these, like, Oh shit, where do we go with it? We just this? didn't have any answers. We, we really. had no answers. We just had to make it up. But you'd already been buying equipment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is this it's like it's the polar opposite it of was. what I, I, I no, I'm like. I'm very. No, I remember you talking about that, 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 that. I mean, as I say, I'll say again, it's not been released yet. Mm-hmm. But you talked about that. You were, you're very careful. You're very sort of logical and. and um, I can't remember which, is, which is probably where. Not we, we don't clash about it, but that is probably the stick because Joe. We'll just keep buying equipment. And I'm like, we physically can't fit any more equipment in yeah. the gym. We don't know what it's going to mm. be like. We have no concept. We've never done this before. And then next day it's like, okay, so just to let you know, <laughs> I've bought a leg press. I'm like, Joe! But is that because but, you were seeing these deals come up from the, the liquidation? Aye. Um, so stuff, yeah. So stuff was coming up. And then we obviously knew that we didn't have the same size of space as Extreme. But what we wanted to do was try and like utilize it as best possible, but have the best cherry picked equipment yeah. possible to us. Now, granted, I might think it's great and put it in, and then the clients, the members come in and mm. it never gets used. And that's what we're finding out now. Right. So, what's happening now is I'm getting in the process of recycling equipment. Right. So, that bit, of equi- uh, that bit of equipment, and it's like, right, okay, I'm going to put that up for sale, test the market, who wants it. Don't think I'll take a massive hit on it touch wood I've not taken a hit on anything I've bought not utilising and sold on because it's just it's almost like the value of it's like watches the value is the value and people are willing to pay if they're opening up their own facility or they want to switch switch things around but what you've got to do is then go right what am I going to put in that place what would bring more value and in essence that's where you have the connection then with your members because you can say listen I've noticed that's not getting used what would you like and giving them more autonomy do folk tell you yeah. yeah So what sort of, give me some examples of that, this is dead interesting. Well, a lot of the things sort of stemmed from our experiences of being in a gym environment, similar to teaching, things that you maybe thought that could be better, that could be improved. So a lot of it was based on our values. Yeah, we're very strict with that in terms of our members 
experience is like top priority absolute top priority doesn't matter anything we make any change we make it's always about the member isn't it mm -hmm. so for example like the in terms of like machines there was like a leg press that wasn't getting used and you put that up for sale and you ask mm -hmm. your members what you want and you know you go with majority vote and you do your best to get it in and mm -hmm. see when you can give them that bit of equipment and on usually pretty quickly mm -hmm. it's valued so much more mm -hmm. yeah and they, they also feel as if it's their gym. Yeah, it, that, it's not about Rather the equipment. Rather than just yeah, it, Joe and Megan's uh, gym. Because yeah. you, you're big on leg. Yeah. Leg, leg days, yeah. you know, it's a, high, it's a feature yeah. to you. So it, that's why you have a leg press. <laughs> but I, a lot, I can get it off who don't like a leg press. No. But see, see in our environment as well, it would have been really easy if we were just your bog standard gym owner, dare I say, right? You could just go out, pick a particular brand mm. and just stockpile yep. all that equipment. Yep. And then you've ticked a load of boxes that right. you think should be in a gym. But the problem is we maybe went and used, and I'll not use any brand names, right? But you might go and use that and go, it's not very good. I would rather this type, which then spoils the aesthetic mm. of the gym. So you've got to try and weigh up what's more important. So as much as aesthetic was very, very important for us, it was a case of, no, let's handpick the right equipment. Both from our experience, you know, as being experienced gym trainers, dare I say competitive athletes as well, people then appreciate that level of experience so things would go in and be like right we've picked this because this everything's got a story behind it everything's got a a real thought behind it as well it's not just plunked in there for the sake of it but i think as well i was going to say about the values thing about knowing how many members you can get in the environment get the trust element yeah you know allowing people freedom it's 24 hours the gym is 24 hours really yeah Aye. um it's all secure it's within a uh, I don't want to say a, sec like a secure compound because that sounds like, <laughs> like open studio or something like that. Aye, right. Um, but it's like gated entry. Um, there's a security guard, you know, before you get into the premises of the building. So it's like a technology park. Um, so I've really went to the efforts to try and make it like as safe as opposed to just picking a unit randomly in Glasgow somewhere and saying, yeah, come and go as you please. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's lurking about. You yep. don't know if your car's going to be safe parked there, et cetera, et cetera. So we wanted to make sure that people could come and go at their leisure, enjoy the experience and actually just feel safe in it as well. It, it's an interesting business dilemma in a way because you've got your space, so that's your fixed cost. Mm -hmm. You're you're not leasing all your equipment, leasing a few bits, no? Pretty much you own it outright. Yeah, we right, really that's good. Are. So you've not got those fixed costs either. Yeah. But you still need to make the space pay for yourselves and for you to get some kind of money out of it. Yeah. But you've capped the number of members, which is yeah. kind of counterintuitive to most gyms where it's like, let's try and get as many folks signed up as possible. Mm -hmm. Knowing them after, you know, the 15th of January, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be a 40 to 60% drop off. Yeah. Um, but you're not taking that route at all. No. that was. The sorry, one of the things we found is that, you know, when you're researching, setting up a gym, the churn rate in gyms is so high members come or members pay for a membership and then don't actually show up to the gym and one of the things we really like is that our members pay their membership but they also show up to the gym mm -hmm. they're regulars they get to know people they get to know us they use the gym they use the facility yeah. and our drop-off rate is so like so low touch mm -hmm. wood mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> um, so is that a commitment uh, based thing you no. need to sign no. up for a year no, no. no. right no. no so if somebody let's say 
100, your cap's 100 people. Member number 76 drops out. You've got, you've got somebody waiting. Wait got a wait list. Right, so you contact them and go, Is it, we've got a spot available. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. It does have that sort of aspirational, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned gated compound, mm -hmm. but you didn't really, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but you could extrapolate that whole thing out, you know, yeah. oh, you've got, it's in a gated community and, and um, that's invitation thing. only. Aye, one of my, one of the guys in my team, so only does online with me, his gym, high-end gym, was obviously closing during the, the Christmas New Year break or it was limited operating hours. So he messaged and he said, can I buy a couple of day passes for Christmas Day, New Year's Day? You told him no, surely. Is, right, no, right. Oh, Joe, man. Um, that would have been brilliant. Uh, no. So I, I said to him, I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. No problem at all. And he was like, oh, I've just got the operating hours over the, the two-week period. I can't make it then. I'm at work and I've got this, you know, social occasion on, whatever. Can I just buy like a week pass? It's like don't actually offer a week pass but again we're learning on the job mm -hmm. as it goes as well so I was like you're probably cheaper rather than buying single day passes than me fabricating a week pass you're probably just better buying the month right and seeing how it goes so he came in for his first session and obviously we're desperate to get the feedback you know what's it like in comparison and we know what the high end gym's like we, we don't have a swimming pool or a sauna or, or mm -hmm. any of these things mm -hmm. right but the gym experience what's it like and he's like it's really weird like there was only me and one other person in the gym and I, I got to go and change the music and you know this, 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 <laughs> really aye, so that's cool man. again it's all like the ipad set up it's surround sound speakers mm -hmm. so you go if you're the only person in the gym crack on do what you want and again it's like the world cup was on so we made sure that we had football, football on in the mm -hmm. cardio room so again people weren't feeling as if they were missing out there's a playstation in the lounge so if you're in the case that you're waiting for your training partner play the playstation mm -hmm. whatever it is right so it was all the wee things, it was like nuggets. Anyway, he comes in and he says, it's a bit strange, you know, I'm used to being in a gym environment where there's like 30 or 40 people in the gym. Just felt a bit bizarre. I said, just, just bide your time. You know, you've got a month's membership. Just see how it goes. See, within that week, he'd already requested a full-time membership and right. was leaving the high-end gym. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what was the difference? And he's like, I go to that gym now, he said, and now I'm picking faults. Yeah. Right. Because I'm going and I'm like, the stuff's not getting repaired. I'm just a number. I'm waiting on machines. You know, I'm waiting on machines. It's mm. far too busy. The car park's rammed. I can't do this. Like everything in here, I can pick them up. It's my experience. And in actual fact, he met up with a friend who he didn't know that he went to primary school with in the gym. In the gym. Interesting. It's so just really nice when you see it mm. all come together like mm. that, in a way. It, it, it seems, I mean, it, it seems counterintuitive. In the sense that I'm just thinking my own experience. I'm just he's just described. I hate when I used to go. I hated going when it was busy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely detested it. I detest waiting in machines. Mm -hmm. Whether it's you know just to warm up for ten minutes the treadmill, I mm -hmm. won't wait. Um, I hate waiting. I hate folk that are sitting texting on their phone between mm -hmm. sets. Mm -hmm. it's my, you know what I mean? It's one of those ones you want to grab them by the hair and pull them Both off, side. go over there and do something else. Um, so what you're describing sounds brilliant where it's kind of more of a bespoke thing where you can pick a time and you know it's going to be quiet and you're going to have the place almost to yourself. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But from a business point of view, that mm -hmm. sounds completely counterintuitive. Yeah. So there has to be times when it's a bit busier. Yeah, so we, we actually, we had this very conversation this week, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Where, so we closed our memberships entirely. We said, that's it, last two people done because... We're at capacity now. We, we're, at, we're at capacity. Now, the number we... We couldn't just pluck a number because like that, if we said, oh, it's a hundred members, what happens then if you've got 25 people in on a Monday night? Mm -hmm. It's too busy. Mm -hmm. So again, the experience then for the members then becomes less. 
It's like too many people are waiting and yes, they might know each other and they might be a wee bit more flexible like, I'll work in with you or whatever else, which is what we want because yep. you know, you're in that environment. You should practically yeah, know yeah, everybody. Yeah. But we were just like, mm, if people are waiting too long or it's too busy, I'm PTing, Megan's PTing, it's like, there's extra bodies in here. Nah, it's going to dilute it. Then we, we won't do it. So we, we added the, the last two in and we said that was enough, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And then we went solely to a waiting list. And, and now, moving forward, because again, it's not a money spinner for us at all. You know, it's having our own domain, giving back to the people that we know and we trust. But equally so, if it's self-sufficient and it pays its own bills, great. Um, but what we're thinking now is moving forward, is there scope whether there's quieter times through the course of the day? Yeah. You know, that... Yeah, you can sell a membership yeah, for, for those peak. times. Aye, yeah. aye. Um, because ultimately, when you've got a wait list and people want in, as long as we can ask, you know, in their, their, their questionnaire, for want of a better term, what times do you likely train at? Mm -hmm. And if it's during those off-peak hours, then yep. there's no reason why we can't. So off-peak's what, about nine till three? Well, that, that was exactly what we were saying. We mm -hmm. were going, well, we're 24 hours. So because we've got loads of clients that are police officers. Right, uh, so it's more night time then? They'll come whenever. Aye. Um, but we were saying, you know, potentially it could be from... It would be like a it would eight o'clock like at night until three in the afternoon. Yeah, so ev every hour except between maybe like the peak hours. Mm -hmm. um, eight at night. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's just about learn. We're kind of learning on the yeah, spot yeah. as we yeah. go. Everything, is, isn't it? And, and members are they kind of comfortable with that? They, I mean, how transparent are you with your members that you're only sort of empresarios in, in the gym world and you've owned all these gyms and you know how it all works you're up front with them where they know that it's yep. husband and wife team yep. I take it everybody kind of knows you as personally yep. yeah every single time we get a day pass one of us always goes and meets that person right. shows them around the gym um, kind of explains what the gym's based off of like trust and community mm -hmm. and kind of honesty and mm -hmm. it being your own space even if they are just a day pass um, just so that they understand what they're coming into yeah. um, and we try to do that on the website as well and yeah. make sure people know it's like through our social channels and stuff make sure that people know it's all about our members yeah basically we've had some we've had some opposite so we were having the conversation before we came on through here about what people's expectations are so if your expectation of going to a gym is a pure gym or the gym group or dare I say high-end David Lloyd or Nuffield or whatever else they're expecting then to turn up and you'll get a walk round and you'll be signing a, a 12 month minimum contract. You'll get a rubber-handed polo shirt on. All, all this sort of stuff and you'll be handed a towel and yep. showers and like yeah, Nice wooden walkers and that with a key in aren't they? So some people would inquire and it's like, oh, what about this? Aye. And it's like, well, this is a completely different Aye. experience. This this isn't that. So is it an, an in and out gym as in you've people, got your workout to do, you go and you do your workout and you go up the road. Aye, so do you know what I mean? Because you know folk that linger and aye, it's the long that. showers and they're standing about yeah. with, with no pants on talking to her. <laughs> do you know what I mean? In the showers, it's just like go I'm your workout and go home. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like uh, going to remortgage the house the time she spends in the shower. I tell you. <laughs> so it's peace. Is, but but you, you, like you're quite open with folk that that's not. Don't expect. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me wrong. We have we have an incredible member base, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. We're like, so. The, the, the Christmas night out that okay. I've always done with, with my coaching team we just combined the two this Christmas the gym because a lot of them are in both mm -hmm. and it was brilliant wasn't it yeah. like people who had never actually met each other in person they go to different times or they know each other for the group chat mm -hmm. to meet up in the social and you know and, and be sociable you know was, was fantastic mm -hmm. wasn't it there's a, a real good vibe mm -hmm. well 
pardon the pun there, isn't yeah. it? But we've got like a motto, like good vibes, good times, good people. Because mm -hmm. um, it's really important that that underpins the ethos of what we want mm -hmm. in the gym. Interesting. And uh, what's the pushback been like from previous gyms that you've trained or worked at or everybody been cool ways? Yeah, yeah, we kind of just wished best of luck. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. That's no, healthy. We weren't open and honest with them and yeah. told them what we were doing so it didn't just pop up on their Right, because I'm thinking that you guys as, as PTs would be taking some of their customers away to join your gym. Is that what's happened? Or? Well, that was, that was yeah, one thing that we, were, we, tr we tried to be really explicit about yeah. because when we had like an online business, online only, clients were free to train in whatever gym they mm. wanted. But clients will tend to move like flocks of birds. So where you're based, they'll tend to move mm. with the coach or the PT, wherever they are. So, what so we that kind of happens, sorry to interrupt, but that kind of happens anyway. Yeah. Aye, right, Most, right. They'll, they'll sort of move with their coach aye, wherever aye. they go. But we basically said to the boys in Extreme, listen, I'm going to give you four weeks notice. It wasn't it wasn't an agreement that we had in place. It was just courtesy. Mm -hmm. We're going to open our own place. And, and they phoned straight away to say, you spoke about this a couple of years ago, but then it went quiet. And I was like, well, it was locked down, was locked down. you know, but it's still been on the back burner. And they said, listen, we'll come up, we'll have a coffee, we'll chat, we'll see how you're getting on. That's great. Um, I definitely know bad blood at all. But we knew ultimately that a great majority of the clients in that gym in East Kilbride were our clients. But we never put any pressure on the clients to then move. Right. right. No, we so made that very clear. We said, yes, we're opening our own facility. Entirely up yeah. to you. Where if, you if you don't want to move, like, that's cool. You can still, you're welcome to train there. Um, it's quite funny because when we put out the note of interest, on socials again, you have no idea how many people might be, you know, interested in coming to your view of view, what a gym yeah, might be. A vision, a vision. We didn't yeah, have yeah, it. yeah. You they know, had no idea. We're walking around this SIM card factory, glass factory, <laughs> and then post out saying, "Who would like to join <laughs> our gym?" <laughs> right. So we're going. Put your name on the waitlist. Shit! What if we've got twenty people? <laughs> like we're going to need to fund this for months, if not years. Yeah, right. Yeah. We had one hundred seventy-five people on the waitlist, and we were like. That's oh, right, okay. So we're very fortuitous in that regard that we could sit and go, who do we know? And have them as founding members. So basically go through all the people, didn't we? And we're like, these are people we know, people we can trust. And then that's like the first intake. Yeah. And then the OGs. By the, yeah. the OGs. <laughs> the OGs. Yeah. And then feed it up from there. Because the, the fear was, if we started it with people that we didn't know and we just like invited people in, the people that you've already got as part of your team, mm would then be like, who's that? Yeah. Who's that? Yep. But it's easier to then go, right, we'll start with 40. Right, we could probably facilitate another 10. Put another 10 in. Oh, that looks good. Keep going. And then that's the way we've worked it. Yeah. Because so we don't know. Yeah, we don't At know. At the end of the day. We're just... And it'll be a while as well, isn't it? It's looking back on data. So that's yeah. probably where your analytical mind will come in. Because you, you'll look back and go, you know, the, the, the times a day folk are logging in and all that, you know, mm -hmm. do you chart it all out? And mm -hmm. you get projections about what time you expect the gym to be busy? Um... Maybe not to that level, but I definitely do all the monthly. Mm -hmm. Every month we look at the members and retention and what we can do and project. Yeah, that's well, we, my gig. <laughs> we, we found that really interesting. See, just from being in a gym environment compared to being a gym owner. Yeah. Right. The things you see would blow your mind. Right. Now, I don't mean I don't mean in regards to like how much toilet roll you go through. All right. 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 I it's mean people that turn up to the gym mm. or people that don't turn up to the gym. It's easy for us as coaches because we say. I expect you to go to the gym four times a week Aye. and they check in at the end of the week and say, I've done my four sessions. <clears throat> but you'll have non-clients who are members of the gym. And then you're like, oh, we've not seen them for this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Two weeks. Oh, they're taking the whole of December off. 
Because that's what people do. Yeah, that's what people do, but we were unaware. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, ah, that's interesting. Membership. Aye, aye. You know, they're not cancelling their membership or anything, yeah. but they're going, oh, it's Christmas. Aye. Aye. Like, aye. I'm going to be a pig that last week, so I'll just take the whole month off. Aye. That's basically what happens. It's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy, yeah. Interesting. So and when did you... As a gym owner, you start to go, oh, maybe they're going to drop off, and then yeah. they're just like, no, I was just... They just rock back like, up. Oh. Right. <laughs> But in and they're like, duh, it's December. I, also, what you think? I don't think it helps that we're we're in the gym training ourselves as well. Yeah. You know, multiple times a week. Yeah. And our clients are. So then you kind of just have this assumption that everybody that does, has a membership has does this. lifestyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they don't. No. But they don't. They really don't. So yeah, it's a lot less. It is, I, I, it's interesting. I suppose you wouldn't really have thought of that because of your roles as PTs. It's all mm-hmm. quite regimented and the people that are seeking you out are specific goals that they want to achieve or whatever it may be. Whereas there is a whole... Um, I was going to I was going to say subspecies of gym goers, isn't it? A subset of gym goers who... For, it's maybe recreational, it's maybe if the mood yeah. takes them, it's yeah. maybe they've got a holiday coming up, so mm-hmm. they absolutely beast it and then you don't see them again for three, four months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just the reality of a gym. Yeah, it is. It is. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you'd never think of that when, when you're in a different gym environment mm-hmm. until you're the boss mm-hmm. and then you're looking, you're like... Phew. But again, that you maybe don't see that in a commercial gym because it, it's too busy. There's too many people. So the coming and going, you don't see. Megan touched on it earlier on when we looked at the data. I think it's like... The reason, because we couldn't fathom, how can they open, say, JD Gym, right? They go and buy all this high-end equipment, spend millions, and their facilities are huge, right? And you think, they can't be telling a profit when they're charging £20 a month. Like, h- how is that feasible, right? And when we looked at the, the information, it was saying that only 6% of their members actually attend. Right. It's so different, may, different maybe in January, of course, Aye. right? But... Month to month, it's 6%. So there's 94% retention who pay and they'll go, oh, I'll not cancel it because I'll go next month. It's only 20 quid. It's only 25 quid. It's cool, right? And it keeps going. And then you're going, well, that's where they're making all their money because they'll have thousands of members yep. that just don't turn up. Yeah, they just don't turn up. I'm just going to quickly interrupt this conversation between myself, Joe and Megan to remind you that the podcast you're listening to has been recorded and produced in the podcast studio Glasgow. It's a space that I created with Cam uh, just over a year ago and it's a space that you can utilise for your podcast production. Whether you're already a podcaster and you want to go to the next level production-wise or you're brand new to podcasting, you're just getting the ball rolling. Um, the studio's there for you to rent. You can come in and have a chat with us. We'll talk you through what's on offer. There's two sets. There's a set that you can see if you watch this on YouTube where uh, myself, Joe and Megan are sitting or we have a second set that has a table for sort of round table discussions more, a more formal setting. And if you want to add video, we have three cameras that you can use for the video component of your podcast. Anyway, if you're looking to take your podcast production to the next level, we're here for you. Just go to podcaststudioglasgow.com. Let's get back to the conversation. Yeah. So when, when did you say you opened? September last year? September, yeah. So that's September. almost a year after you got married. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And we survived it. We survived it. Brilliant. No, no. I mean, it's, I tell you, starting a business, folk don't recognise how mm-hmm. stressful starting a business is, let alone taking on premises mm-hmm. and, you know, equipment or whatever it may be that you're putting in those premises. They don't realise how stressful it's a big stressor, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a lot to juggle other responsibilities as yeah. well. We were juggling and 
both of our work as well and dogs. <laughs> Wait, but you, I think. But you make it work. A great, a great thing to point out as well was the members of the team were very understanding. You know, they were brilliant with us, very patient with us as well, knowing that we're trying to spin so many plates mm. to get the gym opening, uh, the gym open rather. And then it was like when I said to Megan, they'll appreciate seeing us all hands on deck doing, you know, the menial tasks, you know, like going and mopping the floors and, and like finishing five or six clients and then be like, oh, I need Hoover now. <laughs> I need to clean the machines, <laughs> right? Because nobody else does that. That's no, kind of, we, you still we take were, that we on. We that position right. where it was like, well, do we have any disposable income that we can yeah. pay for? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and I think that they really appreciate that. In actual fact, like a couple of members, believe it or not, said, listen, I don't mind cleaning once a week if you want me to and I was like my god because right. they That's see it as yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, with a couple of clients as well great clients that were like oh, I'll go up and clean the toilet I'm going to use the toilet but I brought some and they'd be like they're putting a uh, toilet block in for us and we're like what are you doing that for ah, everybody can help it oh, yeah. lovely it's, it's really interesting really, nice. that really quickly you've created that culture mm -hmm. um, it's interesting so in a sentence from each of you where do you see it being in five years Oh, don't don't ask her. She's going to get. Don't refer. No referring. You can go first. Um. I see you're not going with your gut. <clears throat> a gut answer would be like that. But I always think like. We well, that's the thing, right? So then, then we're moving into the world of Scottish Presbyterianism. Like, oh, I don't want to be thinking too much of myself. <laughs> you know I, I mean? think. I. I think. I would like to see still just one rise gym, but in a bigger premises. Okay. Keeping the same values. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'd probably echo those sentiments. I don't think I... We've not had this conversation <laughs> because we've we just been so focused on making sure it's working right mm. now. Yeah, yeah. And I said that to Joe. But then your nose is like that, Tate, though, and sometimes yeah. you do need to take uh, a step I back and go, it's the, the big vision now. Yeah. I, 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 I think you need to re-answer. Because I know you just said I, what, you know, what it's Megan said. We're getting emails saying, "Are you opening our eyes in this part of Glasgow?" Yeah, so a lot, a lot of people. See, that's like, that, that's a wee carrot dangling. For I can see it in your eyes, so man. There was maybe there was maybe. <laughs> that's just because he gets to go and pick more equipment. Six, aye. <laughs> there was maybe there was maybe about six or eight people who I, I thought was in jest who would message on Instagram saying, "When are you opening one of these in Shetland? When are you going to open one of these in Paisley?" Right? And it's like, ah, one day. One day, one of those mm. things. Like we've never ever had that. Legitimately, never the conversation saying, "Can we open more than one?" But I look at Rise a wee bit like I look at GM, and I think what makes it is the personal touch. Mm -hmm. So when you start to spread it wider, you're not physically yeah, going it, to be there. Yeah, it loses the ethos Aye. that originally made it the special thing that it is. Yeah. No, I totally get it, and I think you're right. It's like you keep the handbrake on that, you know, for yeah. as long as you can, mm -hmm. but. It's hard. It's difficult. There's, yeah, it is because in terms of there's you demand, want to know, yeah, you want to make supply. Demand, yeah, you mm -hmm. do. But at that stage now, like we are maxed out with equipment, we can't fit anything else in. You're going to need another space to put the equipment in. And if you're going to put it in another space, you might as well <laughs> charge folk money Aye. to go in and use it because yeah. it's just going to sit there gathering dust, Megan. Oh, <laughs> I think I think we could have. You know, it's funny because the unit that we're in just now is has been partitioned into two, right? Right, and the unit, I said the unit, I can't because Paul, uh, shameless plug here, Paul did our Venetian plastering for us. It's a very nice decorated wall that's the false wall. Um, that had sat empty through the wall from it. And we were like... We always said we could expand into there, mm -hmm. but then... Mm -hmm. It's now doggy, uh, doggy softly. 
Yeah. And so we so, can. Yeah, we can. <laughs> stuck. So probably a bigger premises then is yeah. you know, and that's achievable in five years. You know, because yeah. you're you're less than five months into it. Yeah. So five years is a big jump. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I would say it's feasible. I actually bigger think premises. Maybe I'm being a bit naive, but it would probably be easier. We know what to expect. We mm-hmm. know what to do. The mistakes we made setting up rise and. Yeah. We wouldn't make them again and, you know, the equipment. So it would be, I don't think it would be difficult to move it, but that is long term. We're just... More experienced, isn't it? Yeah. Just learning. Like, as I said, I think we're still learning a lot. 100%. We've learned a lot in the space of a few months. Mm -hmm. Do you know that way? It's it's good. I'm enjoying it. He's enjoying it. (laughs) Do you know what you think? Well, exactly. (laughs) Exactly, and if you make if you make a bit of coin, you keep the roof over your head mm-hmm. and keep the lights on in the business. Yeah, yeah. you know what's what's the harm? Not not a lot of people take that punt in life. We're sure lucky as agree. well that it's not our. We've got other kind of income streams yeah. as well, and we yeah. both have our own interests. And I said that to Joe when we were starting rise. It's it would be so easy to become work colleagues, mm-hmm. and I said I didn't want that to happen, and we have to. Make time for us. Make time for oh, ourselves yep. and, and pursue holiday. our own interests as well yeah. and our own personal career goals. You've got your coaching, mm-hmm. I've got my trading and we've got Rise together and yep. it's really important that we keep that. And I think if you constantly look to grow Rise, you kind of we might lose that personal yeah. side mm-hmm. of things yep. Yep. and then end up completely just work colleagues. Yeah. So trying to maintain like relationship personally. Yep. Mm-hmm. While building the business. Which is hard because sometimes there is, you know, we can't say it's all sunshine and rainbows. You know, there's been times where Megan and I are like complete loggerheads, you know, because we have different interests. You know, I think that this isn't the best interest of the business. Megan thinks it's that's the best. And you have difficult conversations and that's just the joy of when you mix business and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be dead easy for us to just portray this perfect image it's, it's not that, you know, because there are tough times you are mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted, um, but you've got to turn up and do it. And I think that's just, that underpins character, you know, yep. in, 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 in an individual. Um, me. And knowing when, you know, Megan can pick up the slack for me when I'm struggling a wee bit or vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, it's of paramount importance. Actually, it was Megan's 30th in December. And I'd plan to take it away for a, a couple of days. Big one at thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm no longer be a young thing. That's a <laughs> um, He's just absolutely delighted I've entered his decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've um, not heard the end of it. No, you've not. But even that, it was like that would be the first time where Megan and I weren't in the gym. But to actually go away and not be there for two days, you're like, oh, right. it's leaving. It's like leaving your place. baby with your next door neighbour. Totally, it? totally. Um, so we went away. We relaxed. Megan, I think, enjoyed the experience of her birthday. And then it was like, oh, I can't wait to get back in it's just to yeah. see what it's like. And we went back. It was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, there was no issues. Everything was where it should be. And it was just like, oh, I was a panicking. So then then it's a case of learning how you can be more and more hands-off as time progresses. Yeah. yeah. Well, that Which was will. actually today. It was. Today yeah. we had, the first day was, we've managed to get to that point where we can bring in um, cleaning support. So somebody to come in and support us hoovering and mopping and wiping down the machines and things like that that I and you always have on the to-do list and it takes up time but being able to just kind of take a break from that a couple of times a week is going to be massive help even just for us yeah because it would be a case of we would do split 
it wasn't a, a spoken rule, but you find yourself doing split shifts. So I would be in first thing in the morning, Megan maybe wasn't PT in there that morning. And I would finish at 12 and Megan would be like, right, I'll go up to the gym at two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, passing ships in the night. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, some, Megan's going, well, I'll go up and clean the gym because you've worked all morning. Right, okay, well, I'll try and catch up with that. And you literally just start. Yeah. So it was a case of saying, right, okay, where can we get a little bit of help here to just optimise take... the time a wee yeah. bit better? Mm-hmm. To give us time back. Yeah. Right, so th- that is, th- it's that old business adage, isn't it? How much is it going to cost you? Mm-hmm. You know, taking time away for other parts of your business to go and wipe down all the machines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the monetary value you'd put next to that? Yeah. Then how much is it going to cost to pay somebody to do it? Yeah. If it's cheaper to do that, then that's what you've got to do, isn't mm-hmm. it? Although we mm-hmm. we felt really awkward today, didn't we? Both of us. Yeah, we did because we've not been in the position where we're in the where we were both in the gym, and then um, Louise came in to do our cleaning, and we're just standing there like the I don't know. Should I help? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want some help? We said that to her. We're like, <laughs> we're uh, just so used to just. Do you want, do you want us to do something? Like, no, this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. Like, just let me crack on with it. So then it's a case of that. Like, maybe the next three, four months, as, as you guys learning how to just take a wee step, wee half step, a wee half step. You've a nice weekend away for your birthday. Yeah. You've now got somebody in that's doing something that you used mm-hmm. to take responsibility for, mm-hmm. taking wee steps back and trusting that it will be. Yeah. Absolutely fine. Which we're getting there. Yeah. We definitely are. See, when it first opened, we were basically living there, weren't yeah. we? Just m- six o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, just making sure everybody and everything was okay, especially yeah. members in a new you space as well, yeah. and just making sure they felt comfortable yeah. switching gyms and knowing where everything was. But over time, it, it, it gets better and better and better, doesn't it? And it's almost now, because the memberships are closed, there is no need then to teach anybody you know the yeah. rules or the expectations mm. or this is what happens when this yeah. happens it just runs so you know everybody that's in is cool with the place they understand how it works they understand the ethos mm-hmm. so you're a yeah. wee bit less stress yeah, yeah. It is. do you do you is there a piece of equipment in the gym joe that you kind of feel um you look at it and you go that's kind of actually mine Every single one. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, do you know, I was sitting there thinking that. It's, it's the, whole, the whole thing. Um, <laughs> no, but what I mean is, like, no, that's my leg oh, my, press. That's my leg. Oh, that's no. Joe's leg press. Uh, no. That's well, Joe's I think, squat rack. I, right. I think I'm all right. I am, Megan will confirm this. So will everybody. So will all this, the members. Right. I am very OCD. <laughs> all the right, members. To a fault. Right. right. So people will laugh and joke. There will be upteen memes based on this, right? So when I come in, I, I go through the same steps. So I'll come in and I'll get the diffuser and I'll switch the reeds round and splash some of the, the diffuser in, do that, fix the cloth with a spray, fold that over, put it back in the way it should be. Because if people just stick it back in, mm-hmm. you know, I like it folded in half mm-hmm. and just Certain half way. over, right? Um, and he makes sure the members know. All, all the plates, all the plates go back, right? And, and it's all colour coordinated, so they need to go. That I've got I've got stickers now on everyone should be the exact one, right? Handles in the same place, cable pulleys, same place, they all go back, right? And then air freshener comes out, then the air freshener gets sprayed, so everything's right. all <laughs> he gets like, the okay. <laughs> everything should be a certain way, right? But the problem was it's oh, when it first I've opened. Got to live with that, Mark. When the, when <laughs> when it, when it first opened, right? The issue was I would see people then not doing that. Yeah, people just didn't know the expectation. Just doing it their way. Their way, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, ah, oh. so I would be peeing and I would see my, I'd feel my eyes going, oh no, I need to be crazy. And, and then your client crazy. starts to see that wee vein throbbing <laughs> in your forehead. Excuse me, I He's put the cloth back the wrong way. <laughs> but it was, it was like, 
silly wee things like that and, and I laugh about it but every morning I'll go in and I'm, I'm putting stuff back but it's just like oh, I just need like rain it in part of the reason why I'm, I'm I'm asking that is obviously I I could imagine I would I'm you know, you, you bought all the stuff mm-hmm. it's not like it's leased so yeah. you don't really own it anyway but you yeah. actually sourced and you bought the stuff and you put a lot of care and attention in it in here like everything you see in here we've sourced and we've put a lot mm-hmm. of time and research buying everyone mm-hmm. um, so I wondered if there was that kind of thing where like, I don't look at these mics and go but they're my mics yeah. apart from this one this yeah, is yeah, my mic this is my mic genuinely like I brought this you know I bought this for me mm-hmm. and it came I had it at home because I would sometimes do some streaming stuff mm-hmm. or whatever even calls mm-hmm. from home I'm the only one that's allowed to use this mm-hmm. so I wondered if there was a position a, a, a machine what about yeah. you none for you no, no. that's that's dead uh, refreshing mm-hmm. I've I've never actually it's, ever ever thought that it's it's a collective thing. As, yeah, long, as, long, as long as people treat it with with respect. Well, that, so so part of me got me thinking down that road was you know you could be just wondering about the gym and as a guy who's absolutely you know he's he's, he's on a pulley machine and he's just letting the weights clang. You know we've, I mean? we've had to we've, we've had to have awkward conversations. Because if it breaks, people. you've got he's not paying. You're paying yeah. for it. So there has of course cheap. of course there's been stuff that's broken right. Um, or there's been things done that maybe we've not agreed with or thought that's in keeping with the ethos of the gym mm-hmm. and we've had to say, listen, we'll nail it in the head. But again, a lot of these things are in everybody's best interest, yeah. not just that one person. So like Megan runs the girls' group chat on WhatsApp and I run the boys' one. And we could have just created one group chat with everybody in it and then we thought well, that's the same as everything else. And then you open up lines of communication where females might feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. with guys mm-hmm. having their number. Let's just that's keep a good it. Shoot. Let's just keep it guys. I'll oversee the guys. Megan will oversee the girls. We've got a big whiteboard in the lounge area, which is feedback suggestions so that everybody can feel value to write up. By the way, it'd be really good if we got this. You've maybe not thought of that. But in the same breath, it might be a case of if Megan's had three clients and I'm not at the gym and the Lurals ran out at the toilet, Put it up and tell us, yep. so we can go and replace it. Yep. So it's, it's like wee things that like, they can very often go amiss, and you get agitated by it. But if you actually tell us about it, then we can rectify it. How have you dealt with? Um, and I'm making a big assumption, but how have you dealt with, with negative feedback or constructive criticism? I'm assuming you've had some. Um, <clears throat> I actually, this sounds terrible. I don't know if we have, have we? I think it's mostly equipment. We know we know the things that that haven't went to the the way that we wanted. So the the prime example that I would give is the issues that we had with Wi-Fi. Yeah, the Wi-Fi. But then the members have been nothing but understanding about that. They get we, it. Yeah, and we've been explicit about it. I think we've just built a good relationship with our members that if they want something, it's not really a serious conversation that is taken on as constructive. It's just. It'd be really good if you got that yeah. or if it'd be really good if you got that. And it's like, okay, well, we'll do our best yeah. and we can't do everything and we mm-hmm. can't, you know, we're doing our best. But the things we can do, we definitely, like um, Sean coming in saying, I saw on YouTube the other day, a guy was at a gym and they had a Theragun and I thought it would be really cool if you guys could get a Theragun in the gym. And then we, you that put one in this, week, yeah. this weekend and it's just, I think we've got a really good relationship with all the members that they feel like they could probably just say it rather than it being seen as a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, I think it just comes down to the relationship and what we've, what, what are the, the things culture is, of the place. Yeah, very much so. 
because obviously the clients get to choose their music. So when we're in, we'll put on generic dance house type music, right? But then you'll maybe get some... Me. Aye, right? Some people that are, have a preference to rap and R&B, right? Now, as long as it's not overly offensive or whatever else, crack on, right? But the great thing that we're noticing just now is you'll get, I'm thinking a couple of boys in particular will go in and put on like heavy metal, right? So I've walked into the gym and the first guy was like, oh, Joe, I'll, I'll turn that off. And I was like, no, you'll keep it on. You're in here training. Yeah, it's like, your gym session. This is your session. Not our session. Like, if I come in with somebody else, then it might be a conversation, but you crack on, right? I walked into the lounge and sat at the lounge at this point as a 65-year-old client, right? On the sofa. So now I'm mortified. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realise you were in here, right? I'll change that music. And he was like, absolutely not. Like, that guy's in there doing his training. I don't mind this. That's dead refreshing, Absolutely isn't it? Fine. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, what a difference. And you see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, people will go, they'll put music on, and somebody will go, oh, no, no that again. Turn that. Okay. <laughs> and you see that mm -hmm. camaraderie, the yep, banter there. That's cool. It's that's nice. cool. Yep. Nice. I think in terms of like constructive, I'm just thinking about the actual question of how we handle it. I think in terms of constructive and negative criticism, we go to them. But it's, it can be tough to take though. Yeah. Because it's your kid, if you like, it's your baby. That you're nurturing. I this all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm quite good at detaching. Right. When I get like a situation. Keep emotions out yeah. Yeah, I'm quite like that. I'm quite robotic with it. It's, it. it's business and yeah, I care about it. And yes, I'm very passionate about it. But in terms of negative feedback or getting constructive criticism, it's just like, okay, well, just deal with it. Do you know, mm. do you know that way? Whereas you... I'm still like that. I, I, I would as well. Very it's weird. We're, we're, we're like the. I was going to say we're like the women here, but because that's offensive to say stuff no, like that. I, but I you know, I, I I would have an emotional response. Yeah. You know, and I have done. Yeah. And folk have criticised what I've done, or you know, I'm. Like, and the thing is, it, it's like you, you get your blood get as a Glasgow meal and your blood's up. Perhaps I, but I, I would also say it's because you care about it. I'm not saying for the flip side of Megan not caring about it, right? But I'm a stoic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair play. Um, the way I would see it is, is like when I'm in that, that is my everything, right? Megan would quite happily, and she's she's shown that through her career. She'll move to the next thing. She'll quite happily, you know. She moved from Shetland to Glasgow. She went to Canada, you know. She went to marketing. She moved into trading. Like she'll quite happily hop. So you can see, like she has that ability to detach. I can't. So it's just like. As much as I would like to say that if somebody said, oh, Joe, this is shit, can you get a new one? I'd be like, oh, I think it's pretty good, actually. Um, <laughs> but I would say, I would say you get better with it. It just comes with mm -hmm. time. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, how long have we been going? Let's have a quick look. Um, we've not got, not got long left, right? I let you guys knew, know I had some... Mm -hmm. Quick fire, quick fire questions. We just call them quick fire yeah. questions. Sure. That sounds dolly because it's not an interview, but <laughs> it's not, and it's not a quiz show either. Right. Um, <laughs> aye, let's let's try and we'll keep, we'll try and what we got. I, I, I estimate we're plenty to wrap in about ten minutes, right? But I've got one, two, three, four, it's six questions, right? So it's like a minute or so. Um, on the spot. January fever. So January fever to me, and you guys are gym owners now, mm. so you might have a different term for it. Is that whole rush of folk that want to get to the gym for the New Year's resolution? How can somebody who's done that and we're now on what with the twenty fourth, they're starting to feel the enthusiasm go? How can they keep the fire going? They make it an actual thing. 
Do you want me to answer this one? Go on. It's hard, actually. Yeah, That's what you're Yeah, thanks for that, Megan. <laughs> um, people have got to understand that it's not based on motivation. Motivation is nothing. Discipline is what's going to get them what they want. And the reality of the matter is, if they can go now, which is the hardest time, January blues, everybody's feeling the ramifications of being skint on the back of Christmas and New Year, they're back to work, more stress, it's cold and dark and miserable outside. The fact of the matter is, if you can do it now, and you can set the foundations now, the springtime's dead easy than in comparison. You know, it's a, a bit of a joke when people say abs are made in the kitchen, right? The reality of the matter is your summer body is made in the winter. So always have that in the back of your mind. Yes, it'll be challenging when the gyms are absolutely packed. But the reality of the matter is if you can do it now, it'll be much easier going forward. Cool. Good answer. Um, tips for staying healthy during the dark, cold winter months. Megan? Making sure you're getting out for fresh air every day when the sun is up. Taking advantage of that, no matter how cold it is, mm. you can just put more clothes on mm -hmm. and go out. Um, I would also say it's not just physical, it's looking after your mind as well, whether that's as simple as reading a few pages of a book, making time for you to do something that's that you want to do without anybody else, um, meditation, podcasts, anything. So making sure you're getting out in the fresh air and looking after your mind. I think mind is massive in winter months. 100%. At low energy levels during the winter, is that normal? Yeah. So I think what you've got to bear in mind is we are massively deficient of vitamin D. So we have, Megan touched on it there, no daylight exposure. So what you've got to do is absolutely optimise the time that we do have any sort of white light. If not, try and get white light exposure from a lumi light or something of that ilk. 10,000 lux. 5,600 Kelvin in here, mate. Yeah, so that's what you need, right? Just to obviously open your eyes up and give it what it needs. Um, a lot of people will also forget that during the, the winter period, there's been such a mix of emotions. You've went from running on a high, getting to Christmas, right? And if you think about it, and I don't want to get into theories of why Christmas is set up for religious reasons or commercial reasons, but... People work so hard to get to Christmas and then it's like two weeks or whatever they get off socialising, overindulgent of sugar and alcohol and everything else. And then it's like the, the reality of getting back to January. More stress, more pressure, no money. The weather's still miserable. What have they got to look forward to next? So they need to also appreciate that when they're off, they need to look after themselves because when they come up the other side of it, it's going to be even harder. What role does evolution play in us putting on weight in the winter, do you think? You can answer your question. <laughs> I've been tricked to actually find out what you think of that. I've got my theories. I'm not, I just came to you, me this morning. You, you, what's your Well, theory? it's cold, isn't it? So the, the Northern Hemisphere is cold and, and, and fat is the body's natural insulation against the cold. So these days, obviously, we've got, you know, you can buy a Canada goose jacket, whatever they're called, yeah, and yeah. that's that's fake sort of... Uh, Pardon? padding and but also and it's an insulating layer but our body I'm just I just think it's we're using it as an excuse I was but, just about but to I think that. I think there is but, but I, I think I was going to try and say but, it in a nice way so, so <laughs> the fact that, that we can excuse? we can have a nice big and we've we'll got air conditioned uh, central heated homes and offices so we technically don't need that that layer of fat but it is a legacy of our, our days as, as hunter gatherers where 
Mm-hmm. You did need it in the winter. Your body would store a wee bit of extra fuel, not just to keep you warm, but mm-hmm. for the lean days where there was nothing to catch and eat. Mm-hmm. Or is it I just an excuse? I never thought about that. I think I think there is there is definitely there's a rationale behind that, one hundred percent. Because why do you then look for comfort during the winter? You know, oh, just snuggle up. How many times have we said that? Oh, I know. Just get yeah. in the house, put the candles on, snuggle up, right? Without question, more so given the fact where we live. Does that need to impact your dietary choices and your lifestyle choices? I don't know. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it, your food choice. and your exercise and activity levels all come down to choice. Right, but you're what also... What you choose to do and spend and how, how you choose to spend your time. Yeah. So how you choose to spend your time. So you can choose it. You can choose it. Choose to spend your time being more active, obviously, which is going to offset... Mm-hmm. If you're feeling you need to put a wee bit more food in your body because you get this weird primordial craving for more food, mm-hmm. it could be. You know, but then what is it? What is the you can move that? about more, mm-hmm. but because it's as you both just said, it's dark, it's cold, you're less inclined to. You know, let that idea of going for a walk. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, twelve o'clock every day, folk on their lunch break in the town and office go for a walk. Yeah. Half an hour walk, you're going to get whatever limited. Mm-hmm. Daylight is going to be there. That's going to benefit you. It doesn't but folk don't it's, want it because no. it's cold. Even if it's grey and overcast, like it doesn't matter. We still need to get out, yep. right? Daylight exposure and fresh air, like paramount importance, along with hydration and sleep. Do you know, I was just thinking there, we were talking about that. People then they naturally want to eat more, but they move less. Yeah. You know, because they'll have every excuse of saying, yep. "I can't be bothered going yep. to the gym. I'll not go out on a walk." And it just made me think. Remember when the weather was great during COVID? Everybody, Everybody was out. Granny was out walking. Yep. Yeah, it's totally it's no true. It's totally true. I, I, I mean, I don't know whether there, there could be an evolutionary link to it, but mm. I think it's it's dead easy. It's maybe a, a more recent evolutionary thing where we just get a bit lazy and we like to be warm and cosy and we don't want to go out and um, aye. But then the, the flip side is, I definitely think there's a thing where we're packing a wee bit more on mm-hmm. because. It's somewhere in the back of my mind But what if there isn't anything tomorrow Aye. What if an elk mm. doesn't go past the outside <laughs> of the cave tomorrow You know, I always find I always put weight on in the winter Without fail mm-hmm. um, And it, it always falls off in the summer mm-hmm. But then I know that I'm more active mm-hmm. One season, less active than the other um, Right This, this is a, a one sentence answer If, if you can give it right individually And try and let it come from the gut mm-hmm. As in just like okay. First thing that comes to you How do you define healthy? Megan um, having a healthy, I'm very mind orientated. For me, it's just having a healthy mind, being happy with my choices, and feeling good within myself. Joe, making the correct choices for longevity. Longevity, interesting. That's a good word. Yeah, it's a good word. Um, and you know, if he's want to get geopolitical <laughs> with the next one. The financial downturn, so obviously the financial downturn is getting blamed on a raft of things, mm-hmm. right? So we've got inflation, which is causing folks' pockets to feel a little bit smaller than, than they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, the reasons for inflation, we don't need to go into them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How does a financial downturn like we're experiencing in the West at the minute affect health? Massively. Because it has a knock-on effect on... Food choice it has a knock-on effect on what pe- some people would see as being a luxury, like going to a gym, having a gym membership, personal training, online coaching, whatever it is. But 
what price do you put on health? I think that links quite well with the fact that you've said, you know, what is health to you? How would you define it? There's always a challenge, there's always a struggle, there's always an obstacle to face each and every year, regardless of what it is. We spoke historically about COVID, we're now in a position now where we're talking about energy costs and everything else. People will choose to spend the money that they work hard on, on the things that they value most. And the reality of the matter is we need to educate people more to spend it wisely. Unfortunately, people see things as being a luxury um, that's in their best interests and things that are a luxury that are probably detrimental to their health that they'll not have a second thought about. Yeah. Especially in this country. Interesting. Would you agree? Mm -hmm, to an extent. And then in terms of actually investing in your health, things are also free that you can invest in your health with. Like, for example, like I spoke about going out for a walk. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm -hmm. um, reading a book, although you'd have to invest in a book. Mm -hmm. um, but Free e-books, loads of them. Free mm -hmm. e-books, yeah. Just taking time for yourself. In terms of actually buying food, let's speak about like actually buying food. I know that when me and Joe are, I don't want to use the word dieting, yeah. but trying to eat healthy, our food bill's lower. You we know, interesting. if you actually buy... Our shopping, our shopping bill is lower, fact. And I say it all the time, don't mm. I? When we're maybe being a little bit more relaxed with our foods and keeping things maybe a little bit more varied, I would say that when we are trying to eat healthy, we don't eat the same meals every single day, but we use the same sources. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a bag of potatoes lasts... There is only two of us, but yeah. you know, a pound and it lasts ages, and it's you know it's healthy. Yeah. Um, and our shopping bill is lower. I don't think eating healthy is needs to be expensive. It can be mm -hmm. expensive. Don't get me wrong. It definitely can Depending be, but it doesn't choose. doesn't need to be. Right, because the label organic it's flung on things, and that is that's almost like a, a Pavlovian thing for folk where organic equals healthy mm -hmm. but the organic's maybe a third or two thirds more expensive than yeah. just the run of the mill veg yeah. but organic's healthy well right. listen mate it's still a cabbage mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're meant to eat more greens yeah particularly this time of year aye well this, this is the thing like <clears throat> we if, if we are dare I say t tidying up our nutrition is that a better way? Yeah, I don't let Joe use the um, word dieting. For <laughs> a, a holiday, a photo shoot, a, a <laughs> show, whatever it may be, or just to feel and perform a wee bit better, right? We will tend to find that our sources are whole foods. Yeah. They're single yeah. source foods, yeah. right? And I hear that a lot. Whole foods, single... Explain single source just quickly, because not everybody that listens to this will know that kind of yeah, dietary so term. The way that you're... Funny you should say it, because the way that your granny... Would have cooked, yeah. you know, simple single sources like potatoes, veg, natural sources from the ground, mm -hmm. or if you're getting meats that haven't been tampered with or processed in any form. Unfortunately, what you tend to do is you run away with these ideas. Like we, we'll get in the position where we'll eat maybe eight to ten sources of whole foods, and we'll recycle it with different recipes or whatever else. So it's like mm -hmm. white potato, sweet potato, rice. That would be our, our, our primary, our oats, primary carb sources, mm -hmm. chicken, beef, eggs are our main protein sources and then you'll cycle in some other vegetables and other fruits that's the basis of what we would consume ordinarily yeah it? with like sauces different sauces yeah. curry which are made of like tomatoes or whatever else like. and, and you think back sort of post 
um, World War Two, mm -hmm. or even from the nineteen thirties until mm -hmm. probably in the nineteen sixties, that was what you just staple described was, was the staple mm -hmm. of you know when folk get their ration coupons, yeah. that's what you were allowed yeah. to get. But you couldn't get the sugar and all the stuff that you don't need. There is, is you're pulling all the nutrients from the good the source, mm. right, from the ground. Yeah, right. That's organic. That's natural, mm. right. And the fact of the matter is now, people are not full. They're not satiated because they're eating artificial food sources that aren't doing the requirements that their body needs. So they need to eat more of it. That costs more. That costs more. That they need to spend Because they've been processed. Yeah. They've went through a factory which costs money to run. They've got a ton of profit. Mm -hmm. So the food costs more at the supermarket mm -hmm. stage. And as you say, you've got to eat more of it. And we feel satiated. We get into this position a lot like when we speak to clients and we're saying, it's, it's all fine and well when we talk about energy in, energy out. Or, and what calories mean and how many calories you maybe got for a given source. But if you eat 300 calories worth of potatoes yeah. compared to 300 calories worth of crisps, yeah. like what's going to keep you fuller? Mm -hmm. What's going to give your body what it requires? But even 300 calories of potatoes and 300 calories of like lean steak, mm -hmm. one of them is going to fill you up and give you fuel. Yep. For, for, for different things that your body's going to need, you might your body might need the carbs, but your body may also need the protein because mm -hmm. you're trying to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And is it, it balanced? Because I've heard that. Sorry to interject, but I've heard that. You know, I've heard it for years, calorie in, calorie out. But I have heard, I've picked up on, really, really subtly that that whole ideology starting to shift a wee bit. And it's folk that have made their name off. Tim Spector. Who? Tim Spector. Uh, so he's the one that's came out recently with Diary of a CEO that, that said that calories are just a myth. They, they're meaningless. I never heard that. Right. right. So uh, we actually had the conversation in the group chat recently talking about it and we're saying his theory to a point is correct. What he was basically advocating is people need to eat more whole foods, unprocessed foods, mm -hmm. artificial, um, highly palatable food sources. Because the reality of the matter is if you go and you buy a pizza, right, nothing there is in its purest form. Yeah. So yeah. yes, you get a dopamine response because it makes you feel good. But equally so, the chemicals that it's putting in your body is telling you that you want more. But then your hunger cues, you know, leptin and ghrelin and everything else that are sitting in there, they're going, well, I'm not satiated, I'm not full yet. Give me more. Mm. So one pizza becomes two pizzas or it becomes a Ben and Jerry's ice cream or something else thereafter. But your body's still craving the nutrients. It sounds like Friday night. It's <laughs> a problem. It's a party. <laughs> <laughs> um, but ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And, and I, I tell you this, you know, Megan has seen this time and time again with me. We could maybe go through, when I was competing, an off-season, right? And an off-season, the last day of the off-season is like, fill your boots with as much shit as you can get in because it's the last supper, right? And Megan will watch me, Domino's Pizza, Pick and Mix, Ben and Jerry's, could easily put away four, 5,000 calories, right? Go to bed, distended stomach, you name it, right? See, the next day when I wake up and I'm only eating maybe those eight or 10 whole food sources, I'll get to about 2,000 calories that day and I'll be like, Chuck it. Mega stuffed. I'm stuffed. Yeah. Because it's a shock to the system. Yeah. Real shock. But um, Mario will make me minestrone soup quite regularly and it's, it's like you can stand your spoon up in it because it's <laughs> just got so many vegetables, carrots, mm -hmm. carrots, cal I was going to say calories and sell it, sell it, carrots mm -hmm. and celery, mm -hmm. um, and all the other stuff that minestrone soup's got in it. Mm -hmm. And I know if I have a bowl of that at lunchtime, mm -hmm. I'm I'm sweet until six o'clock at night easily. And it's not a lot of calories, is it? Ah, no, and it's great. I mean, obviously the vegetables are boiled, so there's yeah. all that whole argument. You boiled all the goodness out of them, but I don't know. I don't know if I believe in that because it's a dark no. red colour, and you've got the green bits of, with the celery and all that. But my point is, 
it, it ties in with what you're saying. That's just pure whole food, mm -hmm. and it definitely fills you up. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that's that, that's the position that you find yourself in, and I, and I seen it in schools as well. You know that parents would say to me often, "Yeah, but it's really expensive, you know, to go and buy it." It's not. You know, if you is, think is that a myth that folk have been told? I think, I think it's like, good food is expensive. Well, like like fresh fruit and veg is expensive. Is it a marketing ploy? that's been put out there by talking heads on the BBC or whatever, you know, yeah, the cost of living crisis and it's become more and more expensive for people to buy good fresh fruit and vegetables. I, I wonder, the conspiracy theories and my wonders whether, you know, that's paid for crap that's mm -hmm. put out there by mm -hmm. the processed food manufacturers, your McCain's, Mars, mm -hmm. whoever it may be. I think, I think a, a portion of it as well is we live in a society of convenience now. So rather than going picking up like we would, you know, a sack of two and a half kilos of potatoes, right? People are going and buying the pre-packed, already mixed with, yeah. you know, milk and butter, mashed potatoes. And they're going, oh, well, I'll get that at £1.15 for a 400 gram pack, rather than buying the 2.5 kilos at £1.15. Because they don't want to spend the time peeling the potatoes, cooking the potatoes and everything else. Even then, if, if we're going to be really anal about it, you know as they've released all these yellow label, you know, like they're no frills yeah, style yeah. section, right? <clears throat> and again, what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep the cost down so that people can buy this stuff, but they're marketing that as opposed to saying, well, there's all this fresh product as well that mm -hmm. you can buy, mm -hmm. but that never gets advertised because it's not glamorous enough. Yeah. It's, yeah, it almost feels as if it's like they pick and choose what they want to endorse. I mean, why? We'll probably need to wrap up soon. Sorry, Megan, carry on. I think even small changes that people could make, though, you know, rather than changing their entire food shop every week, just even focusing on making sure they get a good lunch in them can mm -hmm. make such a difference. I, I totally to how agree. you feel, mm -hmm. how you work, mm -hmm. yep. you know, your energy levels, what you eat, the knock-on effect of probably maybe like a, a weight loss. I don't know. Just mm -hmm. obviously that. Just that solid, that solid good just, bit of food, good yeah, quality stuff midday. Because yeah, yeah. then you're not going to get the afternoon dip, you know, by two o'clock, you're absolutely burst. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got the munchies, mm -hmm. get that nibble when you're driving home from work or whatever it is you're doing. I'm just going to nip and get petrol. And, mm -hmm. But that, that's why, like... Every, bag of Pringles or I, well, it's, Pringles. All, it's all set up for that. Yeah, yeah. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were talking about the very thing of... What is the perceived outlook from people in the Western world that they should have for breakfast? And it's a breakfast cereal, right? So automatically what you're doing is you are instigating a blood sugar spike, yep. right? Which is what your body doesn't want, right? So then your body naturally wants more carbs through the course of the day. But in the same breath, it made me think, I was like, what else do we do that's not really been thought of? And it's, you wake up first thing in the morning, cortisol is high, stress is high, because you went from a sleep state mm. where you're relaxed, to then you're awake and you're like, oh, what's next? What's the first thing you do? Get yep. yourself coffee. Yeah. Right? What does coffee do? Yeah. Spike cortisol. So you're getting a, another doubt, another uh, dunt of a stress response. Yeah. And it's like, see if people actually took a step back and thought, why am I having this? Mm. Is this going to serve a purpose? But they don't. You just follow the status quo and what it's everybody totally thinks true. is the norm. Right, um, that camera there, if he's mm -hmm. what you're at that camera and promote whatever you've you what to promote, whether it's your gym, your Instagrams, whatever. Joe, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do you're it. You're better at doing no, it. No, I'm not. You do it. <laughs> no, because you're please better at doing the handles because no, I don't know the handles. No, just please do it. Rise Gym Glasgow. It's really easy. Just okay. do it. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, please do so. Rise Gym at Rise Gym Glasgow on Instagram and at GM underscore Fitness Nutrition. 
thanks very much guys thank it was a great much. chat I, once again I'm sure we'll catch up further down the line yeah. you know the ongoing Good. story of your, uh, your journey <laughs> into gym ownership well, we entrepreneurship rise to no I'm joking <laughs> I'm joking you said that <laughs>